Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to the Amateur Hour podcast, everyone. I am yours truly, Denise. Thank you so much for listening in. We have had a very interesting season so far, and I am super excited to be chatting with two guests today, actually. It's going to be so much fun. We had them on one mic, so it's going to be crazy. But I'm going to be joined by two of my lovely friends, Levi and Jelly. I met them a while back and they have been some of my closest friends and they are visiting Korea currently. So of course I had to have them on the podcast. It's going to be very chaotic. If you guys don't know, Levi is an actor as well as Jelly and they are just absolutely amazing people. And just, I really wanted to just hear them on a mic, honestly. And I wanted you guys to hear just how chaotic it gets when you put the three of us in a room together. So it's absolutely insane. But I was just so excited that I had to get right into the guest intro. But today's drink of choice is actually a little bit of rum. It has been very cold in Seoul recently. And it is currently a very odd hour in which I am recording this. And sometimes you just need a little bit of a little drink to unwind. I'm personally a gin and tonic gal. But I do not have the luxury of having Hendrix just lying around my house. So I'm just having a little bit of rum to start me off and just keep me warm, honestly. Sometimes desperate calls for desperate measures whenever it gets really cold outside. Um, let me know what your favorite types of rums are. Mine is literally just one from a Costco, I'm pretty sure. But it's doing the job. It's doing the job. and That's all that matters. So we're just having a little bit of that. Uh, I don't really know much about drinks, to be honest. I don't think it's called bartending if it's just me mixing drinks on my own for friends, but I'm actually pretty good at that. I don't know if that's a talent or a skill, but apparently it's kind of hard. I think you just have to make sure it doesn't taste awful, but that is a little weird talent I have. But today I'm just having some rum and sparkling water. Does that sound terrible to you guys? To me, to me, it tastes good. So um, no judgment here in the amateur hour space. We are all just very accepting and loving people, or as I am, as I speak to myself having this rum. <laughs> but yeah, that's for today's drink of choice. I recently actually went to the Keshi concert here in Seoul and was able to meet him. And that was super fun. And I was honestly so starstruck and it was a moment Ashley I went with a few friends and I also went with Ashley who was on the podcast a couple episodes before if you guys haven't already you should check out that episode but I went with Ashley and a few, a few other friends but Ashley said that her friend had gone he performed for two nights in Seoul but the first night her friend went and we went on the second night but her friend said and I will quote, it was a transcending experience to which I also 100% agree. Keshi was an amazing performer. And it was just so amazing to see my top Spotify artists perform live. I didn't realize, but he was my top artist this year in my Spotify wrapped. So 
that was surreal to be able to see him perform. He did not perform my favorite song by him, which is Talk. But, you know, you give a little, you take a little. So I won't be too salty about it. Overall, things have been pretty good. Um, current updates in my life. I recently just got the final mixing and mastering for my EP releasing at the end of this month. So I'm super excited. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. I am so pumped, honestly. I'm honestly so kind of sick and tired of listening to these songs, but I hope that you guys will like them. But I keep listening back to them, even though I'm kind of tired of hearing them because I've heard them so many times. I still think that they're songs that I'm very proud of and very excited to share with you guys. So stay tuned for that. I don't have an exact date yet, but you guys will know. So check out my social medias for whenever the date drops. Um, I am at Denise Kim says all across the board. And I've been active again on social media. I definitely took a break for a while because I had COVID and I was super sick. And then I just got really burnt out and tired of social media. So I just took a step back and just didn't do anything. And to answer a question to why I don't do lives or Twitter spaces that often, it's just because there's a lot of people there that kind of just say things or ask me questions that I don't want to answer. And normally I would just ignore them, but it's just the fact that there are so many that it just kind of turns me off and I don't really feel an urge to really go on live. And at that point, if I'm going to go on a live, I'd rather just film a vlog at that point. So vice versa, I'd just rather not be on that way because I feel it just kind of kills the vibe for me because then I'm just literally sitting there in silence because those are all the comments and the questions that are coming up. So I can't really say much. So sorry if you guys are into lives. Um, I don't do them too often. I am trying to revive my YouTube, however. I posted a poll on Twitter that asked if you guys wanted a holiday cover or a holiday vlog. And I actually got a lot more for the vlog, surprisingly. So I will see my schedule and to what I can do. I still need to get my camera fixed because the shutter, or I guess the back of it, that pops up the viewfinder is missing a screw. So it makes a little like tuck, tuck, sound. That's the best way I can explain it. It just goes tuck, tuck. So... I need to get that fixed so that you guys don't listen to that obnoxious sound every time we're filming. And I am editing all my videos. So that will be out hopefully before Christmas. And I will hopefully have something to do. So it's not just a vlog of me sitting in my new house with Maple, my dog, and just chilling. So yeah, it feels like it's been a while though. I know we still do these episodes um, bi-weekly, but I just feel like every time I come back on here, there's just so much for me to say. So lots of updates. I got a new place. I moved and it's so much better than my old place. And I have Maple with me, my dog, and she is just peeing everywhere. She is marking her territory. She is so little, so I can't be mad at her yet. But she is learning how to be potty trained. She is currently four months old. So honestly, I don't expect that much from her. But she's got to start learning real quick or else mama's going to get mad. But either way, I try to get mad at her and then I look at her little face and I can't do anything. So yeah. All right, enough about me. We are very excited to introduce our guests for the day as I have already given a little bit of a pre-intro. But without further ado, honestly, since I think they need no further explanation, this is Levi and Jelly. Welcome them in. Welcome Levi and Jelly to the Amateur Hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, Levi and Jelly are two of my most favorite people in the world. And it is so amazing to have them in Korea on my podcast. I'm so happy you're visiting. Hi. Yes. Hi, Trulies. <laughs> Trulies. Those are my fan names. Hi, Trulies. <laughs> you fake, fake friend. I was like, the seltzer? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what everyone keeps saying. Like, you really named us after a seltzer, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Cute. You named your fans after the lockers? I <laughs> so today is going to be more of a chill kind of kickback podcast where I just wanted to show you guys my interaction with two of my most wonderful friends. And I thought it would just be funny for us to all be on a mic together. Levi and Jelly are currently sharing one mic. So so no together jokes. Two berries, two berries, <laughs> one mic. <laughs> Essentially, he grabbed the mic for just that laugh. Yeah, I know. So tell the people who you are, what you do. Give us a little rundown of a little introduction. You must. Um, hey, um, hey, so I'm Jelly and I have so many talents. You wouldn't even know where to begin. I act. Mm. I, I record. Her. Not sing, but record. 
so there's a difference and yeah i'm just like a cool i'm cool and i'm young and like like super like fitting and i always know what fitting. to say <laughs> fitting it's like i just made it up and i'm cool and i was born in 1997 i'm an aries so if anyone cares about that um yeah and i live in la now but i used to live in korea for like seven years from high school until college until after college my name's levi hi Yes. And I, unlike Jelly, have one talent. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> but I do other things untalentedly. <laughs> I dance a little. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm young, 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 young. Ooh, I was born in 2002. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> and um, I also used to live in Korea. And now I don't. I live in L.A. They do. So every time I go to LA, I visit them. I also live in LA. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did say that. I said that. You did. You said it. So um, Jelly and Levi are both actors among many other talents and also just dabble in other places as well. Levi and I also dance together on the time that we have. And Jelly is also quite the dancer as well. He's got that. Ooh, oh, he's getting shy. We be chum choi. <laughs> we do. We do the chum choi, which means we do the dancing in the Korea. So. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> we. Really, I had no idea how this podcast was going to go because I thought, oh, this is going to be chaotic as hell. And it is starting to be. But I honestly just thought that would be really fun for you guys to hear what I'm actually like when I'm not being a podcast host. So tell me what you guys have been up to since you've been in Korea, how you've been. You've both got here about two, three weeks ago, I would say. I have been doing a lot of nothing. I just see my girl, Denise, and she got a new puppy. And she's really cute. Her name is Maple Syrup Cam. And I gave her her middle name. And I don't know, I'm just hanging out, like seeing old faces, like avoiding some old faces. (laughs) (laughs) Name them. Vibing. What's it been like since you've been back in Korea? It's been chill. Has it been different? I thought it was going to be a lot different. But honestly, once I like stopped being so like um, jet lagged, it was the exact same. Which is good, I guess. I'm, I mean, like, it's so easy to, like, live here. So it's, like, I just, like, slip back into that mentality of, like, oh, what do I want to do? Oh, everything is, like, right there. Exactly. Yeah. True. Me and, me and Jelly were talking about how whenever, after, like, the jet lag wore off, we were, like, oh, yeah, it's just Korea again. <laughs> I mean, all you, everyone hypes Korea up to be this really big, fun country, I'm not going to lie. But all you do is you go out and you eat and you get maybe go get a little coffee or a drink and then it just depends on who you're with to be honest if not i'm dipping real fast i mean seoul is a really cool city to me to me me (laughs) and i love seoul but also i had been away for like two years and so you know you just like remember all like the really fun stuff and then you come back and you're like oh my god i'm gonna be so busy i'm gonna be like doing all this shit stuff (laughs) you're fine you're fine and um and then i got back and i like settled in and i was like Every city is just a city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just depends what you do. It cannot always be the night. Yes. But um, then for the listeners, I guess, coming in, what brought you to Korea in the first place? And um, how did you guys end up just kind of being here from being and like where you're from in general beforehand? I was born and raised in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, where the wind comes, streaming down the plains. Uh, and then after high school, I moved to Italy. And lived with some host families there, and I got the language bug, and I was like obsessed with languages. And then I studied Spanish in college, and I've had this really big life goal to be trilingual before I was 25. And I knew after college that I was going to move to LA to act. So it was like kind of my last chance after college to learn another language. And I've always loved big cities, so Seoul just felt like a really good fit. And yeah, I moved here, made some friends, learned Korean. Barely. No, you're really good. Both of them are really good at Korean, you guys. Actually, I'm not joking. Jelly is genuinely really good. I get by. (laughs) Getting by is honestly so much more than a lot of people I know can say. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just like was vibing for like a year um, while I was a YouTuber. R.I.P. Yeah, if you guys don't know. YouTube.com slash Bernard is dead. (laughs) And she's never going back. Okay. You can't make me. I don't know. Maybe one day. Yeah. And then I moved to L.A. Mm. and started an acting career. Yes, he's acting. All you casting directors, if you're listening, 
Please. Hire Levi. Give me a job. I'm really good, I promise. <laughs> he is, he is. And Jelly, what about you? Um, so I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Come on. Yep. And in growing up, I really wanted to like study abroad. So I started like looking at different like um what are they called? Like different like exchange programs from like middle school. I wanted to go to Japan really badly just because I was like one of those kids. Harajuku. No, 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 no. Like Naruto. Like I like, that's my guy. Uh, <laughs> um, and I really wanted to go to Japan. So like I found like a program to like take me to Japan, like with other like middle school, American middle school students. But then during that time, the tsunami hit Japan. So it got canceled, oh. um, which is valid and fair and respect. <laughs> very, very good idea to cancel the trip. And then after that, I was just like, okay, what's my next move? Like, where can I go? And I found this other program in high school and it was like very competitive. So I applied for like three times and got it on my last time. I was a senior. Oh, I guess I was a senior in, in America. But then in Korea, wow. But then in Korea, I became a second year student. In college. Old. No, in high school. Oh, oh you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Because people go into school at different ages. Yeah. So... I luckily got accepted in the program, came to Korea in high school, finished my last semester or last year, and then graduated from there and was like, I don't think I'm done with Korea. I think I had like a, like a, I knew I wanted to be better at Korean. So I was just like, if I leave, I won't, I'll, I'll be leaving with like basically nothing. So I applied for university and then I went to university and then I met all these cool people and now I'm here. Slay. It's amazing. Uh, do you guys have any advice for anyone who would say, I guess, want to move to Korea? Because I know a lot of listeners, they are really curious about Korea and how it works and what coming to Korea for the first time as say, like, you know, as they call us here, the foreigners. So what the change was like for you whenever you came or how you adjusted? Well, adjustment aside, the real tea is unless you get an entertainment visa, you have to be an English teacher. Mm. So everyone's like, oh, like, blah, blah. I remember we were at KCON and Jelly was doing a panel and this girl was like, I want to be a stylist for idols. And it's like, that's great. But are you a stylist in America first? Like, are you going to be able to get, a, you should be able to do what you want to do in Korea in where you are first. Otherwise, like, why? Like, you have to be logical, mm -hmm. please. Why would a Korean company hire a foreigner and do all that paperwork when they can just hire a Korean to do that job. Like, that is very much how Korea is. So you have to know if you don't have any job prospects and you want to get involved in the, like, most people move here for the entertainment industry because it's, like, thriving and very active. And there's lots of work, which is understandable. But you be, please be for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, you just have to be logical. So get your pussy straight before you come here. Yes, because it's it's just like another big city. It is an entertainment hub, but you have to like have your shit together. Be fucking for real. Yes. And that's my that's my business advice. But culturally, Jelly could probably speak on that more than me because <laughs> he's been here like fucking two decades. Old man. Culture. <laughs> I think for um, the younger people, like if you're in high school, I don't know if there are any programs that will bring you somewhere in middle school anymore but if you're in high school you're in the states i would look up some like you know like exchange programs that are funded by the government because those are the rotary ones that are going exchange. to be like <laughs> rotary youth exchange has a high school exchange program uh because i almost got placed in korea and i was like oh, that sounds scary and then they sent me to italy instead but i know that they place people in korea right so there's that one that sounds religious but um <laughs> My, <laughs> the one that I did was called um, Miss Lee Y. Uh, if you ask me what that means, I can't tell you. I, I forgot. National Student League of, youth. Yeah. League of Legends. Oh <laughs> youth. The Y is for youth. Um, but they have a great like variety of different programs to choose from, both academic year and summer for, you know, just students who are ready to like be on their own away from their families for a year um and their whole goal is to just teach american students languages that aren't as well known well yeah well known in the states so there was korean there was there was chinese but there were like different you know chinese mandarin cantonese yeah, etc types of chinese um there was russian um arabic um i want to say mongolian 
yeah, just like cool different like programs to choose from. And then you get to go to that country, have a host family, um, basically live the life of a just average teenager in that country. So for me, when I came to Korea, I was in Korean high schools. Like it wasn't like an international school, which is like a regular Korean high school. Um, we had host families. No one was there to like help us learn, like help us with English. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one spoke English to us because we were there to learn Korean and it like really helped us all really get a good grasp. That is something that I highly recommend in terms of learning a new language. You have to apply yourself and throw yourself into it to a point where your motherland language, you have no sense of it. There's none of it around you. And that is the fastest way to learn a new language that I will tell you guys for all honesty. Because... Jelly, when he came, same as he said earlier, has a host family. You did not know anyone that spoke a lick of English that much. Mm-mm. I mean, there were like, there was about 15 or no, no, there was like maybe 12 of us, like students that were chosen to go to Korea that year. And so obviously we all spoke English. So when we were together, we would speak English and like try to like learn Korean together, like practice together or whatever. Uh, we also went to like a Korean like language academy, like three to four times a week. and None of our host parents spoke English. Um, if we had host siblings, they were probably like studying English, but it wasn't like enough to, you know, communicate freely. I highly recommend programs like that for people who want to come to Korea and like set themselves up for like a future in Korea starting so young because it really it really will help you. Like people really can tell not the dedication or whatever, but just like, oh, you were here for so long and you've learned so much that you you didn't learn that from a book yeah basically exactly and all of us in this room know someone who has been in seoul for over five years at least who does not speak a lickum of korean <laughs> there is because they surround themselves with people who only speak english and it really just kind of kills your drive the vibes. to learn <laughs> it kills the vibes it kills your drive to learn because the fact that you don't really see a reason to i know so many people like that and it is very, in Korean, you would say ashiwo, which means it's very um, wasteful. The best way to explain it. Because you live in this brand new country and you are experiencing all this new culture and everything. But to not really envelop the language, it just seems kind of like a waste because the world is so big and not to really experience all of it. I thought that was so crazy that Levi, before the age of 25, that's so ambitious to want to be able to learn three languages before the age of 25. I wish I could be trilingual. Like the, all the Spanish I learned in school went straight out of my brain. Like I could not. I would love to relearn it. I, can, I know very little bits and pieces, but for some reason it gets mixed with Portuguese. So don't ask me anything no hablo espanol so especially none of that so um i whenever people ask me whenever those, <laughs> they speak you speak a little french <laughs> and what does that mean levi popo it means popo it means kiss Give me a little bichu. I want to flip that, 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 that back to Denise Kim oh. and say, what is your advice for the little girlies and boilies uh, <laughs> who want to try to enter the idol industry? Ooh, so Give them the real shit because I'm sick of all these <laughs> idols being like, just work hard and bl-. like, no. seriously, <laughs> like, what is the process? How do you find a recruiter? Like, what are the actual odds of you passing an audition? Like, you know what I mean? Do you need to be Korean American or mixed with some type of Asian? Like, what's the real what's the real tea? Because I feel like everyone kind of beats around the bush and acts like this idol industry is so like attainable for foreigners. Yeah, I being really honest, had no intention of going into the idol career. I knew nothing about K-pop growing up. I knew very little and I didn't really like it, to be honest. I was not interested in it at all. I never really auditioned for anything. I was casted a lot. So when I was casted for an audition, then I would go in and obviously do the audition. But regardless, I had no really thoughts of, I want to do this so bad. This is my dream. I just kind of went in with the Lord God on my side and went, if this works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then, eh." you know, I was very content and set with my heart on, I'm going to go to school, be valedictorian, go to college, be married by the ripe age of 25, blah, 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 have my white picket fence. But in reality, you know, my life kind of went off the rails and now I'm 21 and sitting here going, um... I don't know how to do taxes. So <laughs> I feel like that's something not a lot of people outside of the industry realize about K-pop. Like, well, at least the like working or used to be working idols that I've met, 
almost all of them were cast, not auditioned. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously you auditioned, but they didn't like go in for an audition. They were asked to. Odds are, to be honest, they already know what they're looking for, to be honest, whenever they're going in a lot of companies. So they already know what kind of people they're looking for. They already know what kind of faces or talent they're looking for. So whenever they go out, they're always on casting kind of mindset. So on the streets in Korea, it's very common. A lot of friends that I have too that are or have been in the entertainment industry are people that got picked up middle of the street. They're just like, hi, have you ever been interested in being an idol? They give them their card. Yeah, exactly. So that's the way that they cast. They always have something in mind. Going in an audition is a little bit harder because in that way, you have to prove to them, hi, I'm here for a reason. Please kind of, for lack of better words, pick me. But when you're casted, it's kind of, oh, you're being chosen. So in that way, you have a little more leeway to kind of get what you want. And a lot of people that I actually know that got casted, we did not have any intention of being idols, but it happened. It is an attainable dream, but I'm going to be really brutal about it where it's not always about talent. It's not about how hard you work. It's nothing about that. That is not just Korea, but the entertainment industry in general, where you either make it or you don't. And in the sense of you either have star quality or you don't. And that's not putting anyone down. It just means that some people were meant to do it and some people weren't. It doesn't mean that you can't build that. It doesn't mean that people won't cheer you on or that doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing it because of the fact that you aren't talented. It just means that, you know, there are some people who have the it factor. And that's why you see people that are extremely talented, but still so underrated and people that don't get enough credit as they need to because of the fact that you just don't really understand the fact that it's not always about how hard you work. It doesn't even matter about how much time you put in or how good of a person you are, or how people see you. There are people in the industry that are not great people that make it regardless. And it generally just comes down to who you know and how good you are at what you do. Because I know people that do not practice, but when they go on stage, they will give 100% and just lay it down. But when it comes down to it, it just, it doesn't, it's how much of yourself are you willing to put into this? And for me, in my case, I am not someone that half-asses anything. I'll go and I'll put my all into it. So I did. And then when it came down to it, I had a lot of, it gets really sticky when you get to the business side of it because it's a dream that you have. But once you get to the business side of your dream, you realize it's not that pretty. And from there, it's really hard to say, sign your life away for seven years. But these young kids are willing to do it because obviously to them, they're like, I'll be what, 20 something. They're not really thinking that much. And if someone comes up to them, uh, for lack of better words, a man comes up to them and says, I'll make your dreams come true, sign this paper. Odds are they're going to do it. Yeah, I would have done it as a 15 year old. Yeah, I... I don't know if I would have done it, but a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. But also what people don't realize is when they sign a contract, it's in their working through that contract. If something else comes up, like they, they want to introduce something new, it's a different contract to sign. Mm-hmm. And that is extra time that's separate from the first contract. So you could sign a seven-year one and then say like, oh, we, they want you to be the new MC for this one show for the next three to four years. That's seven plus three to four. It's like a persistence. <laughs> Literally. He's doing uh, eight live sentences. Back to back to back. Daryl. <laughs> it's just really odd because it does get down to the really s- kind of sticky side of it where um, me and um, my friend, we sometimes we go on lives and people ask a lot of questions. Or I did a podcast recently where I got asked a lot about K-pop and the industry where people don't realize, yeah, you rack up debt yeah, there's the ugly side of it where it's, you don't get any sleep, whatever it is. And people are kind of going, oh, well, that's what you signed up for. You're an idol or whatever it is. But I, and I've gotten comments like that, but I think more so it's kind of going, yeah, but you're also a human being. So if I could make a trial run for these people to kind of go through what say I or like other people went through, mine was, my experience was definitely not the worst. I've heard of way worse, but when it comes down to it, I'm going, you don't know what these people have to sacrifice or go through. Neither do I. I think that I got a very light end of the stick, to be honest. But when people kind of come out of nowhere saying these things like, oh, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen, or that's kind of what it is, you can't expect people to like bend to your will. I'm like, I'm not asking people to bend to my will. I'm just asking you kind of just don't be an a-hole. You know, it's simple. And it's like when when young 
kids are being like propositioned to be a part of this company or sign these contracts, they're not given the full rundown of everything that's expected of them. They're being told we're making a group or we're preparing for a singer or whatever they're looking for. You fit what we're looking for. That's all they're really being told. And then the bills start coming in. They're like, okay, what, what is this? Or like, they, they don't get any answers when they do ask questions. So it's, it's unfair for people looking out or people on the outside looking in to judge them on things that K-pop fans know or like people who are online know because I don't know, like no one is telling them what is going to happen to them. And there's no way for these fans to get in contact with them. Like there's no way to like let them know like a heads up, you know, like there's really nothing that can be done until it's too late. Yeah. And essentially, whenever that happens too, you're contractually bound. So you can't say anything, which is something that I know a lot of you guys are very interested or really, really curious or not only that, but just really want to know what actually happened in a lot of circumstances with me, with a lot of other people that have exited their groups or departed. We can't talk about it, to be honest. And whenever you ask, and I'm not trying to say disrespectfully or anything, it's just the fact that we lawfully are abound to where we cannot speak about these things. So I'm very sorry. The defamation laws in Korea are so strong. Like if anyone were to just even explain what happened and the company thought that any company thought that it painted them in a bad light, they legally are, they have a leg to stand on to sue you for defamation and that will hold up in court. That's why idols don't talk about it. Like regardless of what actually happened or didn't happen as far as like what the public is seeing, that's they can't talk about it because they will get sued by these huge companies with great lawyers. And I think this part is just me having lived here for so long. There will be like times where something will come out after a long period of time or like a couple of months after a group has debuted and gotten a little bit of traction that something not okay is happening within the group or the company or something, but like they don't speak out because not only is it hard to, but there's this sense of like, like I don't want to let others down. It's really strong in Korea. And it's not like, it's not about the self. It's we, we, me. It's we, we, it's we, it's we, 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 For those who don't know, that's, that's Gangnam's. Um, that's their, that's their line. That's their tagline. It's we, we, me. It is we, we, me. But there's a, there's a huge sense of the, the us or the we here in Korea. So no one really, it's really unlikely for people to do something for the sake of themselves. Yeah. And their own like happiness. They rather just like struggle together to make sure that everyone's quote-unquote dreams are coming true because at the end of the day they do want this group to last like the individual members want this group to last um and some people are just not able or ready to get themselves to let go of that because they don't want to let everyone else that's worked with them this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive in june Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Down. So imagine me. I mean, look at me. 15 years old. Cute little American girl. 
I want to know how to enter the idol industry. What are you telling that person? Like to give them the best shot. Apply yourself, practice, go to these auditions. And instead of trying to be something, honestly, my two cents is if you're not what they're looking for, don't try to be what they're looking for. That's the one thing I can tell because you are, you odds are you will be miserable after you come out and you're going to realize it's not what you wanted. And these people did not want you for who you actually were. Best way I can put it is say you're going into a relationship. You really like this person. You know everything that this person likes and wants. So you make yourself be like, I have the same interests. Oh, you like people with short hair? I'll cut my hair short, like whatever it is. And you go in and you realize that you are just faking it till you make it in that way. And it is not making you happy because that person will never love you for who you actually are. That is essentially what the industry is going to be like to you. If you're not, if it's not working for you as you are, I would say it's just not for you. And that sounds really brutal. And I'm not saying give up on your dreams. I'm just saying that there are things that people are looking for. And if it's not you at that time, don't try to be that because of the fact that it's harder on you because you have to keep up that personality. You have to keep up that face that you you showed them in the beginning. And whenever it comes down to it, if that's not really who you are, it's not going to last. And people will come at you for changing and being different whenever you actually start showing your true colors or whatever it is. It's really odd. So my take on it was even from the very beginning when I debuted, I was kind of people will say like, oh, she's this, she's so American. Like she's so radical. But my thing is, yeah, that's kind of my character point. That is who I am. I'm American. I'm Texan. I am, I'm anti-fragile, but I didn't want to show a side of face where it was like, oh, I'm this quiet, you know, whatever girl. I'm, I can be loud. I can be, I can be green. I can be purple. I can be whatever I want. And essentially I wanted to make sure that that was something I had a leg to stand on. So if people wanted to see me and follow me in the end as a fan, then they would know kind of what they're signing up for. I'm not just going to put up this face, which is what a lot of people are forced to do sometimes to get the public to like me. Because if people are going to dislike me, I realize people are going to dislike you whether you put on a face or whether you don't. So at that point, it's easier because if you put on a face and people still don't like you, you think, well, what if I was just me? And that changes. And then you could be a Gemini. A Gemini. And mm-hmm. so. You're an Aries. Levi's a Sagittarius. <laughs> Diane hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a we have a very diverse group here. Jelly's an Aries. Um, Levi's Sagittarius. I'm a Capricorn. Our lovely, lovely producer, which we heard on our previous episodes, Diane, who is a great friend of ours as well, is a Gemini. We all Gemini. have very, very different views on many things. Our, and somehow it works. It does work. When um, what is that thing? Mercury's and um, retro in Gatorade in the microwave. When Mercury's in retrograde, Jennifer's in the microwave. We are all losing our minds. I'll make a book. I'll make a question. What do y'all think about me? <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about Jelly? Mm, mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Jelly. So let me just talk about the story about how I met everyone, actually. That is my question. How did we all meet? Yes. No, she's going first. It's my podcast. No, I have the mic. I have full control. Bushu. Bisu. Bushu. 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 First of all, I have the worst memory of anyone you'll ever meet. And then randomly, we'll be walking on the street and I'll be like, oh, if you take two lefts and go down the corner, there's a CU next to this really good meat shop that has twinkle lights on the second floor. Meat shop. (laughs) (laughs) It's so annoying. But luckily, we just um, rehashed how we met. So I will remember this. So I met Jelly first. I met Jelly about three, four years ago. It's been three years, about two to three years. And we met in a group of friends. We met the same time that I met Daisy as well. And we are all a lovely, lovely group of friends. And we met the same time I met Daisy. We went and we took a trip to this place called Kapyong in Korea, which is kind of the outskirts of Seoul. And it's like where they have a lot of woods and nature and stuff. And we got a little thing they call a pension, which is a little cabin kind of thing that you can rent out. So we rented out with a group of friends and that's kind of how I met them. And then um, it was a funny, funny friend group. And now Daisy and Jelly are the only two people I talked to from that friend group. And we're the only three people that still keep in touch. <laughs> so that's how we met. And um, that's like the greatest thing I got because I has... I was just about to debut and I was in a pension in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And it was just a great time because 
I got to, it was my first friend group in Korea and I genuinely got to meet some really genuinely good people that I have stayed friends with for so long. I met Levi at a party with a lot of other people where I was invited because I was a part of the Dive family where I was on Eric Nam's Taebak Show podcast. And Levi was there with a few of our friends and I ran into him and he was like, oh, he's from America. He's from the South. And I was like, oh, he's from Oklahoma. I'm like, I'm from Texas. We're like, eh. And then I cried over a dog that night because I got a, I got a little tipsy and they someone brought in a little tiny wiener dog and I was going through a lot and I had pink hair and no eyebrows. So obviously I was going to cry that night. So yeah, I just saw the dog and I was weeping. But Her hair was bald. I, Her emotions were high. <laughs> <laughs> Her tipsy was on. <laughs> what about, how did you two meet? So the first time I knew of Jelly's existence was the week before I moved home from Korea. I was a guest on Jamie's podcast <laughs> and Jelly was the guest before me. And, or after, and were you in the building the day I recorded? Mm-mm. But that's when I became aware of him. And um, Diane was like, he's really cool. And then I was like, slay. And then I left the country. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the like six or seven months that I was gone, he became really close with like all of my good friends. And then I came back to Korea for like three months and officially met him. And then I was like, we're friends now. <laughs> we met in <laughs> Yeonnam okay. with Diane. Just us? It was me, you, Diane, and Hyungju. And I think me and Diane were hanging out first. And then we, she was like, I really want you guys to like all hang out together. And we met at a bar, like, like a little like pota, but it was like inside. And you guys wanted me to drink so badly. And I was like, okay, oh, well, yeah. nice to meet you. That was in my evil, evil era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did that. It was fun. And then I don't know what we did after that. Yeah, I met Denise a bunch of times over FaceTime. And then, well, after, like, after the first time we had, like, officially met. But then we didn't, like, exchange contact information or anything. We were just like, yeah, um, you get to feel the vibes. But then Denise came to visit L.A. last year. Mm-hmm. And we got to, like, spend time together. And in his we made out, car. and <laughs> she touched my butt a lot, <laughs> and you know, and then it was uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. What was y'all's first impressions of me and each other? <laughs> I don't remember my first impression of Jelly because Jelly is one of those people in my life now that like any memory from the past. I can just easily insert Jelly there, even if he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, it's like that Rick and Morty episode. It's me with people. Like You just don't remember anything. And they're like, no, they were always here. Yeah, yeah. So Jelly feels like I've always known him. So I actually don't remember my first impression of him. <laughs> An amoeba? <laughs> A germ? <laughs> <laughs> and then my first impression was of you... Well, that was kind of like a high tension night just because mm-hmm. there was a lot of personalities in that bar. So I like I didn't really like form a full opinion of you. Uh, but then when you were in L.A., I was like, I love this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jelly? We were in a car together for like two hours. First impression of Denise. Um, so when we were going on that trip she was talking about, there was like we had like a um, group chat. But the person we thought was Denise was not Denise. <laughs> there was another person involved that I went in place of. Yeah, there was another. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. Oh, it was like someone else's her. friend. She never showed up. She was like, I don't even think she told us in the group chat that she wasn't going to go. I think she told like her friend who was like also coming that that she wasn't going to go. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> me for a second. <laughs> but anyway, that friend who shot, who we don't know the name of ended up not going. But no one had said that she wasn't going to go. But Denise showed up at the air- at the airport. At the, um, the stop. The, the stop. We were all meeting all together meet. to yeah. drive. Yeah. She met up there. And so we were walking like around me and Daisy. We knew each other. We didn't know what Denise looked like or if that was even her real name. <laughs> <laughs> so we were walking around like trying to like wait for everybody else to get there. And we saw this girl like she just had a big backpack and like she just. You could tell she was from America. <laughs> and I kept, wagu, like, wagu. <laughs> I kept like looking up at her and I was like, that has got to be this girl that's going on this trip with us. And it was, but it wasn't at the same oh, yeah. time. And we ended up like meeting her at the car. And um, they were like, oh, this is Denise. 
She's not in the group chat, but she's here. And we're like, oh, okay, we saw you. We didn't know it was you, but it wasn't. But we were right. Hey. <laughs> that is quite a way to meet me. You're right. I forgot about that one chick that didn't show up. Because no one told me that I was coming in place with someone. I was like, what do you mean I was a second option? I'm first or nothing, baby. But it was a, a very interesting day and trip. It was really fun, though. It was fun. It was like one of my favorite trips. I've only been on like maybe three trips. It was your so, only trip. <laughs> two of them were really good. We must take more. <laughs> I, I want to take everyone to Oklahoma so bad. I want to go to Oklahoma. I want to take Diane to Oklahoma. She's going to hate it. <laughs> 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 I want to take everyone there. This is one big trip. We can all cram into my sister's house in the city. And it's going to be terrible, but you're going to love it. I love Oklahoma. I went to Tulsa for a festival when I was growing up. Center of the universe? I believe you. <laughs> no, he doesn't know what it was. I believe you. You're really from Oklahoma. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, Norman. No, no, Norman. Norman. <laughs> what was your first impression of us? My first impression of Jelly was he's so tall and skinty. I was like, wow. So and then they yeah. told me they're like, he's a model, and I was like, of course he is. Eat it up. Um, but... uh, he used to have that picture in front of around the corner. I used yes. to take a selfie in front of it every time I passed and sent him. He was like, if you don't stop sending me that fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, me too. But I remember Jelly was quiet, but the quiet kind of funny where I was like, oh, he is stewing in there. He has mm-hmm. thoughts. I know he's just not speaking, but he has so many thoughts. There's and then something sinister in that skull. After we, because obviously we're sitting in a car, so it's not like we can like turn around and keep talking to each other. And obviously like, I didn't know anyone yet. So as once we got to the the pension and we were talking, we would play like we were playing Super Smash Bros on my Switch and talking more. I was like, oh, I vibe with this. I vibe so hard. And so like after the trip, I texted him and then we ended up hanging out like a few days after as well. And then we got to know each other more. And I just thought that there are people that I have good instinct and like there's just like a gut instinct where I'm like, oh, this person's like, I will go a while with them. Like they are a person in my life that I want to have in my life. And that was with Jelly and for you, Levi, where I didn't, like when we met briefly, I was like, I love his vibes, but I was just not in the right mentality or mindset to be talking to new people that night. I was focused on that wiener dog and nothing else. But um, as God, I got to you know you, sobbing. I was sobbing. But the people that you associated with, like Jelly, Diane, like all these friends that I have, were people I really trust their judgment, and they would never want to introduce me to someone that's hurt me because your girl's been hurt a lot in the past. But basically, the it was like guilty by association, but innocent by association. Where I was like, I must meet Levi. Like I have to get to know him, and then exactly slay by association. Exactly, slay by association. But Let's the, slay him. As as I got to know him through like Facetime, and um, because obviously my friends would all hang out together because they all decide to pick up and move to LA. Bye. <laughs> they left me to go to LA, and then I was just so alone. But whenever I went to go visit them in LA, I got to spend actual like one on one time with um Levi and get to get, get coffee with him and ride in his car, and then like jam out and get it and i get like our we have a tiktok together the three of us have a tiktok together we do yeah that um the dancing one at our friend christelle's house where doja cat liked it and that was the (gasps) peak moment of where i was like these the three of us are remind these three like we are a trio at this point we must keep this going forever (laughs) that was almost as exciting as when i first remembered that doja cat liked it because that was like new information for me just now. I know. That was so fun. Because <laughs> I was staying at our friend Christelle's house and she had just uploaded a random silly TikTok of us. Like I was doing that Fortnite dance. Levi was doing um Yung Yung or OO by Nmix. And then um Jelly was doing the Peanuts dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, Christelle wakes up and then she comes out. She goes, <gasps> and I'm like, what? She goes, Doja Cat. And I'm like, what about her? Yeah, I know like Doja Cat, but what about her? She goes, she, I'm familiar. She goes, she liked our TikTok. And I'm like, the one of us doing the little thing you used for me. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, well, um, I can rest in peace now. And we got um that chicken sandwich that day. That was so good because we wanted to reward ourselves for our hard hard work. Chicken sandwich. Chicken I sandwich. Her. I believe her. Fred Ricky's. What's it called? Rick. Smoking Rick. <laughs> What's it called? Davy Wayne. Dave's hot, hot Dave's. chicken. Hot chicken. Hot, da- hot Dave's. Dave's. <laughs> hot, hot David Jones hot chicken. <laughs> we were playing. We were dancing to the Wii Sports Resort music. Not just the Wii Sports song, but the Wii Sports Resort. Ding, oh, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. I feel like it was like going fast though. It, it was, was a remix. It's very chaotic, just like this podcast was. But sadly, we are coming to a close. So thank you guys, first of all, so much for being on Amateur Hour and um, showing the viewers the real side of Denise that I feel like is different from the podcast host side.
Yeah. Is there, yeah, is there, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to say to the public? Plug oh, we got a lot to say about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plug yeah, yourself, yeah. plug um, anything oh. that you're up to, any projects you have coming up. Uh, if you want to cast me in something, please contact my manager. His information's on my IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Levi Bernhardt on all social media. Oh, yeah. Um, not doing anything. Uh, uh, follow me on Instagram to see how I'm not doing anything. Uh, Jellyism, which is J E L L E I S M B I T C H. You spelled it right. B-I-C-G-H. Oh. <laughs> You're just so smart. God, my yeah, brain is a prison. <laughs> literally, you need to go out of there. When meeting new people yes. in Korea, uh-huh. whether foreigner or Hangugin, mm-hmm. what are a green... <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, are, what are your personal, like... Green flags and red flags when meeting people. Like if you if someone does this thing, you're like, oh, I know this is one of my people. And if they do this thing, you're like, I will simply never be in the same room as you again. Jelly, you go first. I think now I have a lot more red flags than I used to ever have in my entire life because people uh, can't suck. <laughs> um, I think a red flag amongst the many. If you um if you have an issue with me, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem. You got a problem with me. Say it to my fucking face. But no, if if you like um are very if you need to be the center of attention in a room and we're just like having like a chill sit down and you're like on a hundred, I'll never see you again. <laughs> I'll literally never see you again. I'll actually probably leave early. Yeah. Because that's annoying. Green flag. You're a chill ass, pretty ass, like, like nice ass bitch, like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. Like green flag, it's just like someone who who will be like um, appreciative of your time. Like, not saying like people who like cancel or like people who are late, but like people who will communicate with you about like things. Like, we're hanging out. Let me know what's going on. Don't just like not say anything and just be like, oh, I thought you didn't want to go. You. Literally invited made me. the plans, so let me know. Because um, if you do that too many times, I will... Stop talking to you. Yeah, I will bounce. So green flag, if, you, if you're if you good at that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Real green. What about you, Levi? I feel like a red flag for me... Well, this is more of an LA problem. This didn't really happen as much in Korea. But I feel like when you meet someone and... Like, I can, you might not be able to uh, tell from this podcast, but I consider myself a good conversationalist with like new people. Like, I feel like I can make someone feel comfortable enough to speak to me. And I feel like if I'm like asking you all this stuff about your life and like asking you to expand on ideas you're bringing up, and then I like stop asking you questions and it's over, and you like don't ask anything about me or like can't carry Mm. on, I'm like, Bitch, do you have pebbles in your skull? <laughs> like what? Rattling, rattling. Hello? <laughs> because that tells me, one, you're either like dumb, which is not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm friends with Jelly. Oh! Or two, you just like don't care about other people, which is a red flag for me. And then a green flag. The way someone can gossip. Mm. Like if you can gossip in like a fun way and not be like really mean mm-hmm. like keep it light that's a green flag mm-hmm. but if you like you're not talking gossip to like really hate on someone it's just yeah. more like little little tiki taka yeah mm-hmm. but like if you start first of all if you're gossiping and and I'm like damn seems like you're the problem in all of this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah I feel like if you can like be mean in like a fun nice friendly way that's a green flag for me. It's like friend bullying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I, what I mean? So much friend bullying. It's like, that's the best way to know that you really care. It's like, I would only, I'm only telling you this because I actually care about you enough to tell you that you are being, the pebbles in your brain are rattling. Yeah, yeah. Glue them down. Glue them down. <laughs> Super glue them. What about you? For me, I would say a red flag. I, much like Jelly, have gotten a lot of red flags. Red is, however, my best color, technically, according to my personal color test. So I run towards the red flags like a bull. But um, Girl, these days you are grabbing a red flag and waving it in the air. I am. <laughs> but I'm trying to get better at it where I would used to run towards red flags, whereas I had a savior complex where it's like, literally, I can fix them kind of thing. <laughs> but I realized 
people who look for pity and do not want to be helped. That's a really red flag for me where it's just kind of, you can feel bad and that's like totally validated, but it's just the fact of, I want to help you and I want you to be helped, but there's a difference between someone who's really struggling and someone who's struggling so they can get attention. And I'm not saying that there's different ways that people handle their emotions. But my thing is, if you're doing it and not struggling means that you're trying to get better. Struggling means that you're fighting to win for me. And if you're not trying to get help and you don't believe in other options in terms of whether it's therapy, psychiatrists or like whatever it is, or just being with people that it makes you, it makes me feel like they're not grateful for me. And that's something that's really hurts because of the fact that I want to see them get better and progress and do better in life and just be happy. But if it's just the fact of people who do not want to be helped, I realize you cannot help them. It's like you said, being therapized. Therapized? Right. Therapized. Therapized. But <laughs> you, it's just something I realized where I can't keep that kind of negative energy around me anymore. So that's a really big red flag. But green flags is whenever it's um, basically the opposite of um, Levi's red flag, where it's basically if I talk to them and they can kind of shoot back at me, where it's what they call in Korean tikitaka, which means that you go back and forth. It's not people who just like let conversations die. It's like, oh, you know, it escalates from talking about this to like, oh, um, if you say you're talking about Nintendo, then you're like, oh, I really love Pokemon games. Oh, you like Pokemon growing up. What other comics do you watch, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it bounces off. Please learn social skills. I realize realize that it doesn't work like that for some people. And I'm like, I need people that can give, like I can mentally be- um, On the same level. Yeah. Give me something to work with because this is horrible. (laughs) I have been on phone calls with people where it has been straight silence. Levi and Jelly have heard We heard it. We heard nothing. We were there, yes. (laughs) Where it was silence. And I was kind of going, I can't vibe with this. So like a green flag is whenever someone can really pick up and give off energy. And that's where I get my energy from in terms of being an introvert. But whenever I'm out and I want to meet new people, like that's a really big green flag to me. So I think that's a great way for you guys to learn as well. Um, these You might have different red <laughs> or green those. flags. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> Read, I think y'all might have different red or green flags, but let us know in my Discord or on my social media. And um, plug y'all's uh, social medias one more time for us so that we can find you. At L-E-V-I-B-E-R-N-H-A-R-D-T on Instagram. Levi Bernhardt. And on IMDb. <laughs> MDB. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And mine is... J-E-L-L-E-I-S-M. I had to pull it up because spelling is not for Read other people. <laughs> also, keep supporting Denise and oh my God, music yeah. career. And... Yeah, my music, my EP, all my other stuff that I'm doing, my podcast. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Busting my the actual podcast, ass on the EP. We've heard it. y'all are going to levitate. We heard some song. It's good. Mm. Y'all about to float. Everybody's about to levitate. Denise, one thing about you. I'm doing Libra. <laughs> I'm levitating. One thing about Denise, you can sing. Oh! Like, some of these girls, <laughs> some of these girls, they cannot sing, but they have careers. And I'm thinking of some. <laughs> but but something about Denise. But our girl Denise. One thing about Denise, she can actually really really sing. Mm-hmm. So keep it up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. So we have um, Jelly at Jellyism at Levi Bernard for Levi, and then me at Denise Kim says across all platforms. So be sure to go check them out, and then stay updated on our Amateur Hour podcast schedule. Our season one is almost coming to an end. So thank you guys so much for being on one of the final later episodes. I was so excited for y'all to be on. And I'm really hoping that you guys had a great time listening in on basically what goes on in our shared brain cell. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and please take care. Much love to you all. Be sure to check us out on our socials and also be stay tuned for the next Amateur Hour episode. Stay blessed. Bye. Thank you so much to Jelly and Levi for being on my Amateur Hour podcast. That was literally so, that was literally so chaotic. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did because it just felt like time of however many minutes that we are allotted to put into this podcast of us just screaming at each other and not being able to form sentences. But we reflected on a lot of really good things. Um, We talked about a lot of things that I haven't talked about ever actually on this podcast or in a long time where in terms of me being really honest about the industry and my experience in it at least because I think everyone's experience is very different but being a little more not brutal but very very candor about it 
it's not always the prettiest picture, but it's not the worst picture in the world either. There's always ups and downsides to whatever you're in. And I feel that being with Jelly and Levi really helps me explain that more and in depth and be more honest about it because of the fact that when it's me on the mic alone, it's just hard to talk about because of the fact that there's so many thoughts that I have. And I said it earlier and I'll say it again. I do not want to get sued. So um, y'all will not catch me doing that. So I will always be super honest or as honest as I can about situations or things. But there are things that I have to keep private. And I ask that a lot of people would respect that. And like I said earlier, when I touched on why I don't do lives anymore, that's also why I don't do lives because there are people who expect answers that I can't give, like genuinely cannot give. And in that way, it's difficult because obviously I want to give the truth and the whole truth, but it's just not the way that things work out all the time. So hopefully you guys were able to hear a different side of it whenever I was speaking with Levi and Jelly and they bring out definitely a more honest, more chaotic side of me. We are just a lot of different horoscope signs wrapped up together and just loud. But they are some of my dearest friends and I always see them when I go visit LA and they always come see me whenever we visit Korea, whenever they visit Korea, whenever I visit Korea too, since I'm always back and forth all the time as well. But I am just so blessed to have them in my life and so grateful. They are some of the greatest human beings that you will ever meet and also some of the most talented. Literally, if you're a casting director, listen to this, please go check out their IMDb's. They are so, so good. Honestly, cannot even lie to you. Go check out their short films. Um, go check out Jelly and his drama, like all of this stuff. So you have to go see them work because I know I want to or I have already. But I honestly have nothing but great things to say about them. They're people that always pick me up when I'm down and they never fail to make me laugh. And they always get me out of the house when I kind of get into a slump especially since they've been in Korea visiting. It's been a different time for me where I think that I've been, I didn't realize how burnt out I was exactly with life and work and everything. But it's really nice to have people that really want to just see you. It's not that they want anything from you or anything. And even if I say, oh, I kind of just want a night in, they're willing to come over and just chill and kick back. And that's one of the greatest things about it. I don't feel that I have to require anything in order to have them care. And that's something that I learned recently, where that I had this thought process where I thought relationships were like transactional. And that was so flawed in so many ways. But I came to that realization very quickly after I was talking to my therapist and all this stuff where I realized that I would always come back to the question of what do you want from me whenever I thought about people or I felt that these days I don't have anything to give. I'm very tired. I feel that the love that I have is kind of run out. I feel very sluggish, exhausted, just burnt out in general. But there are people that genuinely just really care about me and want to see me for the sake of seeing me. So they really taught me in a way what good, happy, healthy friendship looks like. So I am eternally grateful for them for that and always just wish them well in everything they do. And I'm always rooting for them. So you should too. You should as well. I mentioned in the beginning about the fact that I went to the Keshi concert recently. And I just want to dive in a little more about that in case you have not had the experience to go and have that real life just transcending moment, as Ashley's friend said, but the band was absolutely phenomenal and being able to go backstage and meet him and his wife was there. It was so sweet. I was just like in awe. I was like, you are an insane performer. I was keeping my cool the whole time. I was not able to ask him to be on the podcast because I uh, pussied out, but I will be trying, hopefully for the season finale, we'll be able to maybe get Keshi, but we'll see what happens, guys. We're manifesting here. But I just have so much respect for him as a fellow Houstonian. Um, if you guys didn't know, Keshi is also from Houston. And we talked a little bit about that. And also, I didn't really get to say as much as I wanted to to him about how grateful I was for what he's doing for the Asian American community in music in terms of really breaking that wall and that standard. And that was something that was really important to me because of the fact that breaking out as an uprising um, Asian American artist isn't really the easiest thing sometimes, not even just being Asian American, but just in general. And seeing someone, especially from my hometown, be able to do it coming out from just starting out with releasing his songs on SoundCloud or wherever else platform that he started off on. It's just so inspiring because it just shows you that, oh, 
I, it is possible. I can definitely do that too. But really this time around with Amateur Hour, I wanted to talk about the fact that I really hit a level where I felt that I had everything kind of taken away from me, where it was my career, whether it's my job, all this stuff. And coming down to starting over, like I said, originally with this Amateur Hour podcast trailer, it feels like I'm a rookie again. Genuinely just feel like I'm starting all over and seeing amazing artists and performers like Keshi do what they do on stage and seeing how much they've grown and progressed to be able to perform like that really just gives me the hope as well. So it was a more than also just going to a concert of an artist I love. It was really big inspiration for me as a fellow artist. So I really enjoyed that concert. And if you ever get the chance to go see Keshi live, I highly recommend it. This was quite the chaotic episode. We had a lot of updates. We had a lot of words coming out of me, Levi, and Jelly's mouths. And it was insane because we had only two mics and it was me on a mic and it was them holding a mic, passing it back and forth. It was literally so crazy. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. This was definitely one of my favorite episodes to record. It was absolutely (laughs) chaotic. And... That is just kind of what life is, isn't it? It's just being in complete chaos and also just laughing about it and being in the present of it. You are in the eye of the hurricane at all times. And at that point, nothing can hurt you. So it's great to be in the eye of the hurricane with such wonderful people like Levi and Jelly. And we also talked about my experience at the Keshi concert and got to dive in a little more about what I've been up to. And Honestly, with every episode, there's so many things that happen to me that I will always have a story to tell. Or if not, I'll just be like, guys, I'm real boring this week. I got nothing to say. And hopefully you guys will enjoy that too, because you clicked on this podcast. (laughs) But thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. Honestly, I don't think I give the listeners enough thanks. Honestly, I am so grateful for everyone who listens to this podcast and supports me and my music and everything. Amateur Hour is super fun for me to always do. And it's something, even though sometimes the time differences are crazy because I'm matching schedules or whatever it is, I never miss a beat with Amateur Hour because it is a project that I'm so passionate about and that I love. And to see you guys love Amateur Hour as much as I do really makes me feel so happy. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review. And also just for listening, I genuinely just give you a cookie at that point. I will ship them out if I have to. Honestly, I'm so grateful. And um, don't forget to follow me on social medias all across the board. I'm at Denise Kim Says on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and which I am verified on now. I'm finally verified on Instagram. Ha! Congrats to me. That was a eight month battle for me. And then uh, Denise Kim sings on my SoundCloud and YouTube. So go check those out. I'm reviving my YouTube. I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay blessed. Bye. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening. I'm afraid it's time to go. But I'll see you in the next episode. Amateur Hour with Denise Kim is a production of DK Entertainment, LLC, produced by Diane Kang, Melissa D. Montz, and Diamond M. Print Productions, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and advertisement partnership with ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.